and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of that one annoying family member that insists everyone must wear their Christmas hat at the Christmas table. Oh, that's me. Oh, okay. Yeah. The podcasting equivalent of you. Of me. Yay. Of you. There me, you go. All it's me. Come, it's come year round, mate. It's all you. It's all me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, mate, I've got a really special announcement. Today is our 50th anniversary. Whee! Not like not like you and my 50th anniversary. Like, this is the 50th show. It's the 50th it's show. Again, thunderous applause. Whee! I, should, should I insert some applauses? Should I insert some sound effect? I'll find a I'll find a sound sound effect um, applause and I'll put it in there. Right, heard okay. Because you've, you've heard you're it. Too, just there you're again. too tired. You're too tired to clap yourself. That's, yeah, exactly. that's the reason. Being. Well, I've got my bloody phone in my hand because I've got the facts. Man, my my hand is heavy from Home Alone facts. We're doing Home Alone this week, by the way. Brilliant. Sorry, Love we're it. We're, we're, we're breaking tradition. I'll usually we're bra- tell you breaking about music in movies. But so we've... not only not only have oh, you broken right. tradition by actually saying the title of the movie that we're saying, but you've actually dropped it before you've done your <laughs> spiel about what kind of podcast we are. I'm tired. I'm so tired. I'm i can't wait i'm so happy that we're on christmas leave i'm almost like i'm just i'm so done i think we we had our last day at the office and we did a kind of zoom thing like all had a drink and stuff like this and i remember just looking at everyone's faces and going christ we all look done yeah (laughs) also that's a that's a tragic concept if you don't mind me saying that's a that's a a tragic concept i'm sure loads of people out there are are doing it as well you know you you have having a drink office office christmas party but it's all it's all over zoom secretly everybody's already in the pajamas in their lower half well that's it exactly to go to bed the thing with the thing with an office zoom party is it kind of takes the bite away of those christmas confrontations that you you know and grow in love you know those the everyone someone's had a cup steven from accounting said one too many drinks and he's telling he's telling sandra how he really feels god you know? <laughs> it kind of it kind of makes it a bit more of a public forum when it's on zoom. and another thing Fucking what you what are you saying to me about what I wear? These ties are lovely. I I love these ties that I wear. Brilliant. I'm not saying that the tie is rude. I just don't appreciate the vulgar phrases that you have on them when I've got my children into the office for that one day because the schools are closed. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 always it's always the way. Oh, um, always the same. There's, there's an element of truth to that story, but I'm yep. not going to tell you which one it is. Okay. Fair enough. I think in the our account is called Steve. <laughs> I'm so tired. Are you shit. are you Sandra? I am Sandra. In that, in that yeah, story. exactly. I am the Sandra. <laughs> you're Please, Sandra. I'd, I'd rather you not drape your tie and lean over when you're trying to lean over my desk and it dunks in my tea and coffee. Oh man, what a like honestly though, just just like what a year. Just a recap. Yeah, like, we were we were so um, Maddie and I were sat having dinner last night. We um and we were just we were, we were like. We go. We were like, "What? What do we do?" And let, let's go through it a month at a time and think of all the things that we did. We were like, "Cool, we can think of some stuff from January, and we can think of a few things from February." And then we got to like March. We were like, "Um, but yeah. there was, but there was lockdown, obviously." And we're like, "Obviously yeah. lockdown, yeah." Yeah. And then we were like, "Cool." July was fun, wasn't there? Yeah. Wasn't there some hot weather? I mean, it was it was bad. Like it was a real memory blank. Yeah. Yeah, for me, because we actually did this as well, for me, it was March, mm. and then I moved flat on the 1st of July. Yeah. Everything yeah. in that time period, because there's a few weeks there. There's a few weeks there. There's a fair few weeks there. And everything between that and that 
mm-hmm. bit of a haze, not going to lie. Yeah, exactly. Been a good year for podcasting, though, hasn't it, though? It has. We, managed, a, to, we managed to make uh, 50 episodes of this there nonsense. There you go, exactly. Someone came up to me the other day, and they were like, how are you two able to meet up in the same room for all your podcasts? Oh, and I said, we'll, we'll never tell. We'll never tell. <laughs> and I leaned back, and I went, oh, 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 chuckled, much like Father Christmas. And I said, come, come, Heather. Come not too close. And um, let me tell you the story. <laughs> and then I told them the story the night before going through the motions. Ah. Uh, Ah, I Which see. Which is the, a famous, I see. famous podcast that we tell, where we roast such a clatter in the podcasting industry. Brilliant. A nice callback to last week's a episode. Wee, a wee little callback. But, in fact, talking of, podca- uh, talking of podcasts, talking of callbacks... This week's episode, uh, which obviously I'm doing uh, Home Alone, there's quite a few musical callbacks between last week's episode and this week's episode, yeah, isn't there? Quite there's a quite few, a yeah. few, and I think it just goes to show that um, all Christmas music is exactly the same. Do you ever find yeah. that when you're listening to a Christmas song, you're like, I have no idea which one this is, but I know all the words to it. Oh, but if 100%. someone If someone just went, what's the name of this song? You would go, Santa's sleigh bells are silent? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> absolutely. And honestly... You know, th- th- there's always one where I forget. You know the Shaken Stevens one. Sure, I think you've just exactly, proved the point. <laughs> exactly. I've just, I've just proven the point. You know, snow is falling. Oh right, right, yeah, all yeah. around me. That's w- yes. that's like one of the most famous ones, and sure. it takes me about twenty minutes or looking it up yeah, to remember the name they, Shaken Stevens, or or even or even the name of the song. Because you go, what's the name of the song? And you go, and in your head you go, snow's falling all around. Just when you have fun, this season, love is ending. Merry Christmas! It's Merry it's Christmas, Christmas, everyone. It's, it's like, oh, you you couldn't have got there just no. right, just right off the bat. Merry I've Christmas, got, everyone. Yeah, I've got to go through other. Uh, well, other well, but you see, it could have been Happy Christmas, everyone. Happy it Christmas could have everyone. been Happy Holidays, yeah. everyone. Yeah. It could have been Merry Holidays, everyone. You know, there's a, there's a lot of you know crossover here in the genre. And as I always say every year, another thing that there's a lot of crossover is that a lot a lot of songs have the phrase of "Do not fear, it's Christmas time." There's a lot of I think there's at least three songs that go. It's Christmas time. You don't need to be afraid. Like I think, oh, the, the, the Band Aid song. Band-Aid no, that's a can it. of worms. It's Band Aid. Do it right. The the war is over. Says something about being afraid. I'm sure there's another song, but in my memory, you go Christmas time. Being afraid at Christmas. Who's afraid at Christmas? Who's genuinely like covering under? It's, come on, you're okay. I don't want to come out. It's Christmas. No, you you're fine. It's you're okay. Come on, Band Aid's on. Well, Lovely according John, John well according to Bob Geldof, everyone. Uh-huh. In Africa, oh, they're terrified. It is. It they're is ter- a terrifying time of year, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Also, it's a terrible song. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely atrocious. The lyrics are awful. I don't um, understand how it's been made again like three times. <laughs> well, it's going to come soon. Another little uh, anniversary is for this week's episode specifically. At uh, thirty years ago, Home Alone was released on the seventh of December, nineteen ninety. Fantastic. Uh, so, in theory, we should have done this a couple of a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, well. <laughs> all, and also, just as a small caveat, my fucking wisdom—I I, I keep going about my bloody teeth. My wisdom tooth at the back is really causing me pain, so it sounds like I've got a bit of a lift. Oh so, dear. Um, apologies for that. Oh dear. Um, Need to put a second pop filter under um, exactly. over your over your Bec- mic. Because we are a music and movies podcast, and each week we will talk about some of our most favorite movies and our most favorite family music inclusions, because this one is just, it's just lovely, isn't it? Yeah. 
it's just a wonderful, lovely, lovely film. Fantastic. Can I admit, though? Yeah, go for it's it. It's not one that I always get to, because there's a list of movies that mm. come the holiday season, I have to watch. Sure, sure. Just obligatory sit down with the fam, or in this case, not the fam, because I'm down here. Sure. And we have to watch them. Yep. The Santa Claus that we did last week is one of those movies. Really? Okay. Yeah. Other movies on these things uh, on this list include things like The Holiday, which I will okay. defend to my last breath. It's a fantastic movie. I love Hans it. Zimmer, isn't it? Yeah, it is Hans Zimmer, but it's uh, not not what you might think. That's, that'd be an interesting one. Maybe <laughs> it's not next just blaring bases. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's the it's the Dark Knight motif with Cameron Diaz looking sexy in a bath, and <laughs> and. Uh, no, that might be ne- that might be next year's job actually. Okay, fantastic. Holiday, yeah. Yeah. But the point is, for so many people, Home Alone is one of those movies, and I'm putting my hand up. It's not one of those for me. Really? Okay. Home Alone is one of those movies that I will watch about ten minutes of every single year. Mm. Specifically, the ten minutes that happen to be on the telly when I turn it on. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And a movie that will I will only sit down and watch in full, maybe once every three or four, five years. Sure. Something like that. Interesting. And I reckon that's probably sacrilege to a lot of people. It's it well, but it, I think it's it's one of these movies that, as a Christmas movie, it translates quite well to any other time of the year. You know, you could watch this any. You don't really watch the Santa Claus any other time of year, but no, Home you Alone can. has Home Alone has you can. No, you can't. No, yeah, no. okay, cool. I thought you said you can. I'm like, you want to yeah. fight? We're gonna yeah. fight this one. Yeah, I'll fight you. I'll, I'll watch it in March. I don't care what you say. <laughs> um, but I think there's a lot of things that that lead up to this. And um, I just want to talk about another movie that I watched recently, which was and to my first fact is Chris Columbus was previously hired by John Hughes to direct National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Brilliant. Which is what we watched last night instead. Which my oh, God, did that, you? that is so funny. I've not like, seen it. I, oh, I forgot how funny Chevy Chase is. Um, after meeting with Chevy Chase, however, it became clear to Columbus that the two of them would not get along so he asked Hughes if there were any other projects he could work on instead and guess what fell out of the stocking <gasps> this sucker oh yeah exactly now I forgot this was a Fox movie of course until the Fox logo came up so it was a delight to be able to watch this one on, on Disney plus yeah no it and, was very very nice yeah and it was also a delight to see the name Chris Columbus because obviously Chris Columbus as we now know him most famously as the one who basically brought Harry Potter to life oh I was thinking Percy Jackson but no yeah uh, Harry Potter's better <laughs> or Mrs. Doubtfire I guess yeah, we yeah. kind of go down we'll split hairs um but man alive. And I guess we just fung st- straight into the plot. And my first question to you, Alex, is what is Kevin McAllister's dad's job? Because that house and the family are going to Paris for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and he's paying for the... F- and they even throw the funny joke in about how your dad's paying for all the flights uh, yeah. to the Christmas from the uncle, which I thought was really funny. And there are so many fucking kids. There's so There's many kids. So many. Although, I think they as far as actual kids. siblings, as far as actual siblings are, are concerned, I think there's five kids in total, including Kevin. In Kevin, yeah, in Kevin's family. In the actual family. And then I think the cousins are supposed to be like five as well. Yeah, I think there's quite a few. So one of his cousins is actually Kevin's little brother in real life. Oh, really? Yeah, the little one with glasses. That's actually, um, I forget his little his little brother's name. Kieran, is it Kieran McCulkey? It's Kieran. 
Oh, is, is this the one that wets the bed when he's had yeah. something to drink? And then, yeah, the one with the can he, of coke. The, the mum says, go easy on the coke. And he's just got a, a, a satanic grin on his face going, yeah, yeah. I know I'm going to wet the bed. I love, and yeah, I know that you're going to be funny. in it. I also, I also <laughs> laugh. I laugh every time that when he's like trying to shuffle past his, what was clearly his dad, he's trying to shuffle past him and his dad kicks the chair out and it just squishes up against the Abs- wall. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so brilliant. Also, what? What a terrible what a terrible uncle that guy is yeah he's horrible. Well. what a horrible horrible man imagine you're imagine being eight years old and your uncle says to you look what you did you little jerk yeah like, yeah yeah proper yeah. pointed yeah although i do have, i do have a point about this because right. that's like the first point of or one of the first points of what you're supposed to feel as an audience member in terms of the character kevin McAllister, which sure. is He's hard done by his family are overly mean to him, and yada yada yada. I I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. Kevin's a little shit. Yeah, he, Kevin's a little shit. See when is. one of the, the first time we meet him, he's he's coming into his mum's room, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wants and he and he wants his mum's attention. But I'm sorry, he's eight. He's eight years old. Mm-hmm. He's old enough to know his mum's on the phone and the house is in bedlam. Yes, okay. exactly. Eight years old is not too young. Is not. Oh, he's only eight, kind of age. It's eight years old. Like, get out of there, fend for yourself. Get out of here. And and then he gives her lip. He gives he gives her lip at every opportunity because yeah. she goes, you know, Kevin, do you get off the bed. And he says, Why don't you get off the phone and make me? Ugh. And I go, Whoa! See if I. You're getting a slap, now, Alex. What would you do? I know your mum, and you know my mum. If either of us pulled that shit. <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah, exactly. do you know yeah. what i mean see yeah, if we yeah. said those lines to our respective mothers my yeah. god but it goes but it tracks right it tracks because actually if you think about this right you know um i've read in multiple places multiple sources that you know even joe pesci says it himself when he was working with kevin he, he says it wasn't working with a, with a young boy it felt like working with a 30 year old you know and and actually he on on set apparently was amazed multiple sources have said how just a mature um, young boy he was yeah. and a lot of the lines were you know the, the are, you, are, you, are you thirsty for more that's an improvised line yeah so he actually was being treated offset and for years was treated offset and actually it's it's kind of it's quite sad and i guess it, you know it points into the direction of maybe you know the downfall of macaulay culkin you know yeah. he kind of he shot to too much fame he was too too adored well, he's the, he's for, the poster boy for the dangers of being a child actor yeah he really is yeah he exactly. is genuinely the poster boy it's hit it's him and jake lloyd, jake lloyd yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. which I, I remember we famously covered a while ago yeah uh in his in his um, return to He's not going to be in Kenobi, is it? Is he he, he's not, he's he's not, not going to be crashing. He's, he's not going to be in Kenobi. No. Good grief. Paul Grayson. That, that would be an incident. Um, but yeah. Now something else that's on TV that tracks quite a lot through is the film Angels with Filthy Souls. Yeah. Now I, I, my first fact to this is actually not from Home Alone One, but Home Alone Two. Okay. They, uh, we watched that the next night because man alive, like what I see, I actually, and again, like controversial, I think I prefer Home Alone Two. Interesting. It is because it it makes me, it's much funnier. It's much funnier because it's all of the same, all of the same cast, all of the same crew. Yeah. And it's a more established film in a more established universe with Tim Curry, and it's I just think it's so like they just they 
wonderfully build off the first one. Yeah. Um, and one of the jokes that I love is in the first movie, you have the film that Kevin watches, which is, of course, Angels with Filthy Souls. So this movie, uh, on you watch on videotape, it's not actually a real movie, but the footage specifically was created um, along, so it was basically along with other similar era references in the movie. Um, but it, it, this is a play on Angels with Dirty Faces, which is starring uh, Jimmy Cagney or James Cagney. Right. Okay. Cool. And then in Home Alone Two, the, the film that he watches is, is called Angel, Angels with Even Filthier Souls. So they but isn't it the same scene? Because I forget. Because it's also been a while no. since I've seen Home Alone Two. Because they do no. basically the same gag with it's the, the same gag. With yep. the pausing and the unpausing of the videotape in order to yeah. freak someone behind the door out. Yeah, no, no, it's exactly the same gag. They they do it in the first one. It's two blokes, so it's a guy in the scene. But in the second one, it's a girl. Um, and he goes, "You've been smooching with everybody. You've been smooching with this." And Tim Curry's like that. And obviously, it's the it's a it's an age in which men smooching with other men is highly frowned upon. Highly oh, frowned upon and what a, not acceptable in this no, New this York is hotel. Not acceptable. <laughs> no, we will not have any of that in this establishment. Thank you very much. No, absolutely not. Hello, Kevin. Yeah. Cheese and tomato pizza. <laughs> Love Tim Curry in that film. But yeah, so it, no, this but one, I agree with you. Gents. I do agree with you about. You know your your overall statement for Home Alone Two, and that it is a really really good movie, Ex- except from the fact that it ha- I I maintain it's got no right to be. It's got no right to be a good movie because if you were if if you were to rock up to the board meeting, yeah, and go, you know Home Alone, yeah, what? Mm-hmm. Let's do it again. Yeah, exactly. It's it's let's such do, a one-off. do the same it's such a thing again because it's such a crazy, crazy concept, and that's yeah. what I think. I think that's where the charm is in the first Home Alone movie. This little kid Home Alone, and he beats off these burglars. He yes. sends off these burglars, and they get seriously hurt in this movie. Yeah, we'll get to that. Like, bit, yeah. I, I, I can't wait to get into all that stuff. But to sit there and go. Yeah, that was great. We should we should do it again with with the same people, but in a different city. Hmm. And mm. the the concept of that just shouldn't be allowed. No, yeah, because no, it's... it's insane. But as you say, Tim Curry, excellent, mm. and a lot of other things. It has a lot of heart. It's a well made yes. movie. It does. It does. Yeah. Now, obviously, we want to talk about the composer. Yeah, I think so. Who 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 wrote the music for this? I uh I don't have that here on my notes you know? actually mate no it's not tracked anywhere anyway well we we'll, we we'll can keep moving on without that because um we don't we don't know. Nah, do you seriously, know right nah, seriously who, who wrote the music do, 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 right, do you know do you know right do you know the, but my fact my first fact is and i'm now wondering about my first fact so obviously um, how can you be wondering about a fact, a fact no, is but a you're binary listen, thing well because listen to the fact goodness right to, to the back of the class go to the back of the <laughs> okay, class fair enough <laughs> that's, that's one word too many out of me uh, JW stepped in when the original composer backed out. The filmmaker, uh, filmmakers never thought that they could actually get Williams, but he saw an early cut of the movie and was enchanted. Enchanted. So John Williams was actually came to this movie for, of his own accord. But my question about the fact is, I wonder who the original composer was because I couldn't find I couldn't find this fact anywhere because it's it's just it's in the zeitgeist. Obviously, John yeah. Williams, Home Alone, John Williams. Yeah, absolutely. But you do look you do look at the other sort of production names around this movie, and then you mm. look at other movies of the time and genre and things like that, and you think 
how it could have been made. For example, to harken back to an episode a few weeks ago, planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It could have very easily been that. Yes. Like, yes. audibly. You know, because, let's be honest, yes, it came out in 1990. It's not mm-hmm. a 90s movie. It's an 80s movie. Mm-hmm, it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, mm-hmm. it just is. Yeah, 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 so yeah, it yeah. could have had a very 80s sound to it and actually in one of the tracks it does have a very very 80s yes 80s sound which i really really like but more on that later but no i mean john williams again adding what george lucas describes as the special sauce the special sauce absolutely because it really is the special sauce and right from the opening credits Mm -hmm. it it sounds magical Mm-hmm. I was getting so much Harry Potter vibes mm. because, oh, very because much, you yeah. had the Celeste as well, you know, the twinkling of the Celeste yes, in that yes, opening yes. credits, which is so, so Harry Potter. It's like mm. it, John Williams, Harry Potter, you think the Celeste and you think Hedwig's theme. And I yes. think this is the precursor to that. Absolutely. And and in this and in the sequel, when you go to Duncan's toy shop and you're being shown around Duncan's toy shop, I honestly think that that is the same piece of music is when he's being shown around Diagon Alley. You know, there's just... Yeah, 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 sure. There's this wonderful, just amazement of just... And just soaring strings and and the horns kind of leading... The, almost like a, a, a magical fanfare. Yeah, but it's interesting that they decided, or John Williams decided to go for a magical feeling to it and really lay into the fantastical Christmas aspect of it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not that... Is it? It's a, it's a fam it's it's a family adventure caper of a young boy fending off burglars. Yes, and yes, he's been yes. left he's been left at home. There's no fantastical element in here. There's no there's no magical Santa Claus. No, there's no elves. There's none of that. It's just the adventure. It's just you know it's grounded in the real world. I mean, it's ridiculous, mm. but it is grounded in the real world with real world rules and and all that. But because it's all from point of view of Kevin and from Kevin's perspective, he's magically made his family disappear. He thinks yes, he, he yes, thinks yes. that he's wished his family away for the whole movie until his mom yes. comes back at the end. So from his perspective, it is sort of magical and a bit, a bit of an adventure. And I wonder if he would have the same kind of levels of courage mm. and, you know, badassery, for lack of yes. a better word. That famous, yes. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, that famous word. That's actually if, 30 points on a Scrabble board. Uh, ah, yeah, absolutely, yes. bad, badassery. I've played it many a time. I've played <laughs> yeah. it many a time. Always on the triple word. People pe- people flip tables when it's I... 90. People flip tables. <laughs> Not again! <laughs> no, no Not badassery, again. what? What is that? Every time you've got letters up your sleeve. If If Kevin was aware that nothing magical had happened... Would he be as confident against those guys? No, I, I, no it's a good point. You doubt it completely. Doubt I, I it. doubt it because some of some of it's terrifying. See, see when he's washing the dishes. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. Oh, I can't remember his name. Who's the name of the other one? Marv. Marv, Marv is yeah. trying to get in the door. Me at eight years old, I'd be terrified. terrified I'd be exactly. absolutely Should quaking. Honestly, well, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about this because actually, they're called the Wet Bandits. Um, and he goes. <laughs> And he goes, you. He goes, you're sick, Marv. And he goes, I'm not sick. They're both fucking sick. They are. The two of them are sick. Like so, the, the the characterization of these two, it's very interesting because you've got two guys who 
are very comedy-esque on screen, but their actions are absolutely horrendous. You know, they're coming, imagine coming home, right, you've been spending Christmas with, with family, coming home to your house, it's been smashed up, it's been flooded, because yeah. that's their calling card, yeah. we'll just flood the house. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, it's just when Harry, when, when, when he sees Harry in the bauble, you know when he's putting up the Christmas tree and he sees the reflection of the burglar in the bauble? Yeah out the window terrifying absolutely, absolutely. terrifying they, they that's are, the that's one of the other bits i was like oh my god that is atrocious what yeah, this is exactly. terrifying um now the funny fact that i have about these guys um basically was joe <laughs> joe pesci who was obviously famously famously cast as harry um so actually there's another fact give me two other actors that you think could have been your perfect harry and whilst you're thinking of those two i'm going to tell you the fact right I'll come back to you. No, well i've got one right off the bat Okay. That's Jim Belushi. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So that's not what I have. But oh, yes, okay. that could have been. Yeah. I don't know if he... No, he was still alive by then. But, yeah. I, but no, it couldn't... No, it wasn't John, John Belushi. Um, but basically, Joe Pesci kept forgetting that he was filming a family movie during the character's on-screen outbursts. So director Chris Columbus advised him to say fridge every st- instead of every time he wanted to say the F word. Because you know when he's kind of going, fucking Russia, fucking Russia. I was listening very closely because I'm like... And does he just go, fridge, 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 Because it is just like, it's it's just constant swearing. So I'll give you the first one. Right. The, the first one that came up quite a lot was uh, they approached uh, Robert De Niro. All oh, so right, he, okay. Yeah, from Good yeah, Person. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other one, which again will track if you think about it, is Danny DeVito. They were also uh, quite yeah. keen to have. So both of those yeah. would have been absolutely fine at that role, I yeah. think. But I'm really happy that Joe Pesci had it because Joe Pesci is, he is especially, do you know what? I don't think either of them, and maybe they could have done, but I think that Joe Pesci delivers that golden tooth wink smile the best out of the three, out of oh, three yeah. in my memory. Yeah. Um, in fact, whilst we're on fun castings, the, the who they originally wanted to get from Marv was in fact Christopher Lloyd. Oh, again, brilliant. Which, which would have been fantastic. So I think you were kind of spoiled for choice. Yeah, but I mean, to play devil's advocate on that. Yeah. He's Doc. Yeah, he, yeah he's and Doc. And he'll always Absolutely. be Doc Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, back to the instrumentation, because the instrumentation is absolutely amazing. Um, you know, so 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 one one that sticks to mind is when Kevin's climbing the shelves in Buzz's room before the before it all comes crumbling down. Yeah. And you have the the somewhere in my memory, which is the main track John Williams composed for this piece of music, but it's being played by a tuba, and it's yeah. as he's trying to climb up the and i'm just like this is brilliant yeah. like this is really kind of it, it really gets into it, it leans on the certain instruments yeah. no that, that i mean have. that tune somewhere in my memory is in the dna of this movie like it's, yeah it's, exactly it's not something that's just played for mm. for no reason it mm-hmm. is it's almost like the movie was sculpted around it because that's just one of the examples you know the tuba in that kind of comedic wah, wah moment yeah, yeah, where, yeah, where they yeah. play that but there's so many other instances of different instrument instrumentations of the same song mm. that really really sell the movie like you know mm. the you, you know culminating the, in the huge choral number at the mm-hmm. at the end when they all come home but also in the slightly simpler version at the beginning in the opening credits where yeah, it's yeah. just twinkling away and just coming in and starting the story Mm -hmm. can i tell you who the real villain of this film is though mate 
Ooh. And it's not it's not Kevin's mum. Is it Kevin's uncle? It's not Kevin's uncle. It's uh it's woman at Charles de Gaulle Airport who refuses the tickets to return to Chicago because when she's trying to get on the flight, she's trying to swap her tickets with another woman. Don't think that's how it works, by the way. You can't just swap tickets oh, on a flight. Um but basically she goes, and I've made a list of this. She, Kevin's mum tries to swap with this one old woman, a fake Rolex, a pocket translator, two first class tickets, and even her earrings. And that old woman is an absolute monster. She says from one mother to another, but implies that she's already explained that her son is home alone. So she's already explained that, yes, my son is home alone. Okay. Right. From one mother to another. Yeah. Please take my two first class tickets for a couple of days time in Friday. And I can fly on this flight that's leaving now. And I'll give you my Rolex, my earrings, my stuff. And the woman's like, oh, what's in it for me? I'm like, fucking hell, woman. Like, either just don't lead her on. Don't take all of her stuff. Just take, oh, man. Now, see, I I actually don't think that is the case. I don't actually think that is the case because she appealed to her mother nature after she offered all the... all the things, right? Uh, didn't, wrong sales pitch, was it? Well, yeah, exactly. After she offered all the things, and that's when she accepted, after the appeal. Uh... So I don't think she did know about the appeal before offering the stuff. And also, she didn't get all the stuff, because when when Mother's on the other side, she's still got her earrings and all her stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. She. Well, she's the equivalent of another wet bandit because you know if if it had not gone that way, I mean, they would have had the car would have been gone, the house would have been gone. Yeah. That, that woman, that woman, that old woman in the queue, she would have taken everything from Mrs. O- Mrs. McAllister. Right. Yeah. She would have robbed them blind. <laughs> yeah. And actually, well, just briefly while we're on the subject of the mother's journey home, even polka, even, polka, no, polka, right, polka. So there's that. There's that. There's that. But going right to the end, I'm sorry. We always dot around. This is just ridiculous. But right at the end, when she gets home, I know what you're gonna say. When she get when say. she gets home, and she's really happy that Kevin's okay, and they're back together, and you know, motherly instincts <laughs> done it. But then, real life, <laughs> if your whole family walks in ten minutes later. You'd be You'd fucking be mad. <laughs> You'd be livid. Just hold the line, woman. Just stay. And Just she's got this. And she's got this perfect smile on her face, going, "How did you get home?" Yeah. And you're, oh well, I'll be like that. Can, uh, I don't know the dad's name. Yeah. That, a word. And then, a word. and then the husband throws some sass on. He's like, "Yeah, we got that that plane. You know the one you didn't want to take." <laughs> oh, oh he's in for it do you know oh. right actually whilst we're on this i made a note he goes he said something else um he goes he goes um i'm gonna i'm trying to find this fact of what he says fuck me where is it he goes yeah and uh they get home at the exact same time and he goes you went shopping they're all mad and the dad goes funny guy i'm like what the fuck does that even mean like i don't get this the dad's a crock of shit like the dad's the re- the dad's the real because he's clearly he's clearly a drug kingpin he can't have that much clearly money, right he's clearly in some sort of cartel or he's affiliated with and he's just like yeah he just makes shit jokes all the time yeah also did like, you notice that little shot at the beginning of the movie where it's him and buzz no it, there's there's a shot of him and buzz on screen and i looked at it and gone that's a perfect piece of casting that is they have the same face oh they do they do genuinely they? have the same head oh uh, that's funny yeah <laughs> that's that brilliant funny. 
But Buzz, Buzz is actually great as well. Like you, you hate him so much, but he's a he's you a do you shit. do I, hate him so much. I, yeah. I love his the, the photo of his girlfriend. Do you know that's actually not a girl? It's a little boy. I think it's the director's um or one of the oh really? I, see, sons. I was thinking yeah, about yeah, yeah. this. I no, was it's, thinking it's, about this because I thought yeah. poor wee girl. There's this. Yeah, he, there's and then because you've got you've got Macaulay Culkin bringing this. Kevin bringing this photo out and goes, Buzz, your girlfriend, woof, yeah, is what he yeah. says. And I thought, I think, poor girl, this this movie it's is in existence really for line. forever, and her and and her picture is somebody saying that she looks like a dog. Woof, <laughs> 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 woof. <laughs> That's quite funny. No, they they so John Hughes foresaw that uh, that backlash, yeah. and so very very deliberately cast a young boy and put him in makeup. Oh, okay, okay, that's so funny. It was really funny. So yeah, it was it, it was, was well done then. It was, it was well, well done, yeah. done then. Polka, 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 polka. I fucking love the polka chat with John Candy. Yeah. John Candy plays the role of Gus Polanski uh, as a favor to John Hughes and was paid scale. Uh, so basically, Screen Actors Guild minimum wage. Okay. Uh, the character was inspired by real life Jan the Polka King Lewin, who lived in Pennsylvania and whose polka band really did do tours all around the world. Brilliant. So that's, it was that's cool. Famous. I like that. And I and I just thought the polka band was so yeah. funny. I love the polka chat. He didn't need to be in this movie. Oh, he, so he absolutely he didn't. And. You know, I know you're a fountain of all this trivia and stuff. Do you have anything in your research notes to suggest that John Candy's lines were ad libbed? They were, yeah, no, they were a lot of them. Called it, yeah, yeah, called it. No, no, you're absolutely right. So he he very much uh, in the same way that I think a lot of the lines. So John Hughes was did the same thing with 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 Uncle Buck in that a lot of the lines were were ad libbed. Yeah. Uh, he, he, it, sound, he it sounded much... so off the cuff, especially yeah. especially the one where, you know, she was asking him in the van. You know, have you ever done anything as terrible as leaving your, as as leaving your son at home for Christmas mm. while you go to Paris type thing, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. he proceeds to and he goes, well, no, but this happened, and he and he yeah. goes on in this story, which I forget the details of it, but I can just see him making it up on the spot yeah 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 yeah. and it's getting more ridiculous with every sentence and she's sitting there going yeah 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 yeah, yeah. oh yeah he, yeah just like trying to like react and keep up and it just very much looked like an ad-libbed story you've got all these you've got all these actors of that age you know you've got your john belushi's you've got i, I would say chris farley for lack of a better word whilst that's maybe not the same age he's a bit later and um, john candy is in my opinion just one of the ones that we just lost too early i mean he is just so wonderful. He's so, so wonderful. Yeah. And every time he's on screen, I mean, obviously I'm so biased because Del Griffith is one of my most favorite created characters in a movie. I just love the yeah, character yeah. of Del Griffith. He's so fucking relatable. Um, but also just in this, as I say, didn't need to be in this, but I'm so happy that he was. Yeah, I think we all are. Now, I've got a fun conspiracy theory at the end to talk about about that polka scene but we'll get to that uh very soon now you touched on a really interesting point about the track and how it was very much laden in the 80s and i think you can only be talking about the carol of the bells being played in that kind of 80s 90s rocking track way whilst he's doing the montage absolutely all the traps around absolutely a brilliant track a brilliant track i loved first of all i loved the fact that you hear Carol the bells like one scene earlier. 
Oh yeah, do you want to quickly touch on this? Do you want to because that is beautiful, yeah. isn't Carol it? Carol the Bells is it just is... We, we talked about this on the Santa Claus, mm, Carol mm. the Bells, but again, it, you you get a sense of adventure and a sense of you know coming, not dread, but yeah, something's happening with Christmas with, is time. With, do not fear. Exactly, Christmas <laughs> is coming. Look busy. <laughs> Look busy. Do do you do you know? Although what my most favorite christmas carol or christmas choir song that's played is actually oh holy night oh yeah gorgeous I think that one's so beautiful and i think it was played in this um i remember i always remember well it's our, such an our... important scene i think we should get to it yes yeah go for yeah. it go for it so but no i mean we should finish on Car- on uh, carol the bells but we're going backwards though because carol the bells is after this well you brought scene. up carol oh, the bells for fact's sake, it's going you everywhere. brought up carol the bells time. i'm going to put in time frames right okay what are we doing first we're doing carol the bells we're doing holy yeah, night even, and if, the funny it's, scene even if it's where he tries to fucking set kevin up with his granddaughter even... are we doing that scene first <laughs> hey that's my granddaughter over there what I want to cut with her? all I want, and I don't think it's too much to ask, is to just finish each point before going on to the next, regardless of or, of movie order. That's right. all I want. Finish it. Finish it. Finish the point. Finish the point. Carol so, the bells. Let's do Carol it. Carol the bells. It's set. It's setting up the confrontation in the house before yeah. before this montage, which yes, is great. Yes. And then you get the montage, the eighties kind of action defend the house montage i thought it was more 90s than 80s because it's quite techno-y and i guess it could be the same i mean it's, it's a hallmark same. of that era definitely it? definitely definitely but then i love the fact that it was structured with the with a lot of motifs from carol the bells just laden into there because it could yeah, have just been yeah. a fresh track sure but sure. the inclusion of it just makes it that much more christmasy if you put all your christmas movie your christmas music sorry in your original scores that it just sells it so much more and i love it yeah. i love john williams for that um and they and they very much go downhill for example i remember in home alone 3 which was used to be one of my favorites when i my didn't god know what i've film, never seen i didn't it. know what films were I've never I seen it how good films, because they replaced the song instead of having a techno version of carol the bells they put in a rock song called this is my town watch your step when you come around i don't think i know you but maybe it's time I show you. Oh, bloody hell. Uh, I can't remember the actual name of the song, but I, for some reason, you know when you just remember it from a shit film, you always remember a song that's, maybe that's why we set this podcast up. Possibly. We're the only ones that do this. But I just remember a song. I just remember that song being in that film, but it's such a downhill spiral because this is great. I really like this. Yeah. I really like this inclusion. No, it is great. But yes, working backwards. <laughs> Jesus. We, working well, backwards. Before, before we get to, before we get, because Oh Holy Night, it yeah. is beautiful. It's such a beautiful song. But what is almost more beautiful is the conversation between the neighbour and Kevin, because yeah. it is really lovely. It is gorgeous. Um, and thinking back on the movie as a whole, they could have easily not had this side plot. Like, no, at all. Right. They could have was... easily not had it, because it only came about because of this story that Buzz said and i suppose as a device for kevin's characterization yeah it was symbolic of something to fear and to get over sure but he already had that in his fear of the basement and the basement and i think that was really effective as well the you know how they how they shot the furnace and how its jaws were opening on the grates which was two guys with fishing wire oh brilliant i'm glad of that but i think that symbolized that character growth in the movie really well so they didn't need to have 
this old man. And he even did it, you know, and, and he even did it from the camera work. You know, like I'm I'm someone who I'm a big fan of camera work, and I always give you facts. So how they how they filmed Kevin throughout the film was, um, if look, the early parts of the film, all the camera work is filming down on him. Yeah, makes him look so it's makes looking him look down, making him look smaller. But actually, by the end, the camera's on the same level as Kevin, or kind of inclined below him to kind of make him see. Actually, no, he's more confident. Yeah, absolutely, I love that. I did know, I did and, notice that as well. Um, but no, I do, and I thought the conversation was absolutely lovely. And I think you know, like, not to get too mushy on the podcast and stuff, but actually, you know, he goes, "Families, you love them deep down. They can be difficult, but you do love them." Um, and he talks about his son, and it's actually a really deep conversation. Really deep really... conversation. It gave it a lot of heart. Aha! Uh-huh. And actually, I think I'm more, you know. In, in the world we live in, where everyone is, is more opinionated than ever, people are more informed, yet less informed than ever, conversations at Christmas time probably are, you know, probably going to be taking turns and stuff. And so watching this, you know, I think this is this is, this is is pos- pushing a really positive notion that, you know, you, you can be arguing, you can fall out and fight, but, you know, you are still all family. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was really lovely. Yeah. Absolutely, and, then, and, and as I said, he does then try to set Kevin up with his grandson. He does, he does. So that's <laughs> so, so that's the one weird thing that happened. That's the one weird yeah. thing. The other weird thing that happened is he acknowledged the rumor that oh yeah, that he acknowledged right. the rumor that he murdered his wife with a shovel. Yeah, and, and that was re- the and then that was really weird to me because he then acknowledged it and then he said it's not true. But then mm-hmm. didn't give any sort of story as to why people thought that, what the misunderstanding <laughs> was. He just went, not true. it's not true. And then she in my head, I was like, the shovel. and I'm like, well, that's exactly what a shovel murderer would say. That that's not true. Because at first, because I was like, why, why do I, why, why is that there? Why wasn't it just a yeah. random story that Buzz just made off, made, made up off the hoof because he's mm-hmm. a slightly... Mm-hmm sad grumpy old man who's who's shoveling and the shovel's just there so buzz just Mm -hmm. used that visual cue as a construction to the story but no it's a real rumor that he yeah shovel murdered his wife and he doesn't give any explanation as to why people think that and i just go huh okay well mystery still there talking about talking about murderers oh right okay (laughs) do do we want to talk a little bit about uh the real, the the what you come to see, what you pay to see. We we're talking about the the home invasion. Absolutely. Oh, Let's get into this yes. because talking about murders. Because I tell you Rubbing what, my right, hands with I'm glee, sure, ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm sure I've seen this at some point. I think it was like Family Guy did this, like real interpretations of actually Kevin's traps on the birds, and they're like they're dead, very close in. Now we can do this a couple of ways. I've made a list of all the different traps. I can oh, go through beautiful. them now. Or do we want to? Or do we want to talk through it in detail? I guess we just touch on each if, point. If we if we can list all of them in order, because I think every single one is beautiful and brutal in equal yeah. measure, and I would love to at least give a shout out to every single one if you've got a list. Yeah, so I made a list. I, I figured I'd track it. So Brilliant. we had the BB gun, the BB gun shooting through the doorknob, shoots him straight in the helmet, which I thought was fucking brilliant. Both, <laughs> both of the them. Arse. Yeah, it gets one at the arse and one of the... It was absolutely wonderful. Um, then we have the ice. Slipping on the ice down the stairs and then slipping on the ice. Joe Pesci, I think, falls up that stairs about three different times. Oh, the Pratt Falls, performed yeah. by Joe Pesci and... I'm sorry, Marv. I No, I've, I've, I did make a note of his name. Yeah, the actor's gone. name, but... It was Daniel Stern, of Daniel course. Daniel Stern, of course. 
I've never heard that name before in my life. Oh, have you not? No, not really. I'll be honest. I only oh, know him. I only know him from this movie. But the Pratt Falls, the, the artistry mm-hmm. of the Pratt Falls. I think this is the movie that actors watch when they're alert, when, when they want to know how to Pratt fall or what's oh the what, slaps. Yeah, what's yeah. the gold standard of mm-hmm. Pratt falling? And it's these two guys in Home Alone. I, I talking swear. Of, talking of falling, the next one we have is an iron that falls on Marv's head. Um, dead instantly. Oh yeah. Dead instantly, and doesn't get up. So I think on the scale of how dead, from a scale of what is it, one to three, how do we, or one to five, how dead is he? With the ice, you're maybe like that's a pain level of about two. Yeah. Maybe like a pain level. Oh, of two I, five, I don't know. I mean, maybe three. Up the up the stairs when he's when Joe Pesci's because Joe Pesci's going up the front stairs. Yeah. And he's face planting on the way up. Yeah. You, you can stop yourself. Oh, you're you, right. You yeah, can, yeah, you yeah, can okay. stop yourself. You can do something to stop brain damage, for example, <laughs> Bra- brain yeah. and spine damage. I think you've I got think your, your you've got your arms. Actually, does that? Marv is straight up fucked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> straight up. Um, then we have the second, uh, the second, or is it second or third degree burns on his uh, head and hand oh, when he burns. They are his gnarly hand. looking. I mean, so uh, it, looking at watching it in HD on Disney Plus, you can tell that it's a wig or a yeah, hat yeah, that yeah. that he's wearing yeah, yeah, with yeah. like prosthetics. But it, it's it was, still, it a hat, yeah. but it's still rough to look at. Oh my days! That's a, that's that's a that's a pain rating of a solid four. We're talking like when he scars Ooh. his hand, yeah. Out of five, I'm saying because oh, it's still five. five. I thought, kind of... I, thought per, I thought perchance you were going out of ten, and I'm like, no, no, when no, have I, you ever had that kind of burn? And it's like, oh, that's a four. We'll Nurse we'll asks you, one to ten. Where's the where's your pain? Four. No. Na- nail in the foot. Painful to watch. Painful to oh, watch. So painful, painful to, watch. to watch because yeah. you saw it because you see it happen before it happens then yes. as it happens yes, and then yes. the reaction and you're still uh, holding your foot before the foot movie ends because it's one of these ones where you know and, and that's the thing you know long-term effects he's got tetanus yeah he's got it he's probably got something else you know that's infected yeah marv's gonna lose the foot absolutely he's gonna lose the foot yeah. you know so even when they're caught and he's arrested you know it's it's, it's tragic yeah. absolutely tragic um but yes that one is probably about a three. Did I ever tell you the time when Maddie did that? Not on a nail. She stood on an earring and it went right into her oh, foot. <laughs> yeah. Rough. It was actually quite, it was more painful for. I was like, doesn't really. She was like, doesn't really hurt, but it's yeah. just really weird and horrible. I to wonder look at. if the next one is actually the one that I think is the most painful. Uh, so that's tarred and feathered. So that's uh probably not really painful, but he is tarred and feathered. Oh, it's not that one. It's not that one. No. Um, or it's not tar, it's kind of some sticky sort of, I don't know, glue or whatever. Uh, glass ornaments that's the one. in the feet. That's the one. Yeah. That's horrific. That's yeah. horrendous so that's, because I get... So he won't I get, be able to walk for, for months, abso- Absolutely not. I get diehard flashbacks from that. You know, when he shoots up oh, all the windows yeah, yeah, and, he yeah, cut, yeah, and, he, yeah, yeah. and his feet get cut to hell. Oh, yeah. And that, that's what I, th- that's what I think of. Maybe that's why so many people... Maybe so many people are like, yeah, definitely Christmas movie because you can't have a Christmas movie without well, scarring your Somebody's feet. feet getting completely shredded. <laughs> Uh, micro machines into the spine when they slip on the micro machines again um, an excellent pratfall a, yeah, and fantastic. and uh and a synchronized pratfall from from yes. opposite location from opposite yes. directions it's beautiful yeah, to watch it's wonderful yeah absolutely probably a pain level two um whilst you are falling onto your your back 
there is a guy on the roof over the house opposite me. Brilliant. <laughs> sorry, that's, that's just taken. We're talking a four-story roof right now. Sorry, he's just at the top there. If he slips and falls, I'm looking at a pratfall of my brilliant. own. Brilliant. Oh, my God. Except not brilliant, because... Uh, I really... God. He really... He's, he doesn't... God. Okay, I'll keep I'll keep you updated with what's going okay, on there. Okay. He's very close to the fucking edge. <laughs> he looks like he's taking photos. He looks like he knows what he's okay. doing. Um, so the next one, the most iconic... Uh, two of them are decapitated um, by paint cans. Pain level five. Pain level five. Well, I mean, let, let's be let, let, let's be quite clear. Not actual decapitated. No, no, no. They are. Oh, you right. Have your head gone? They're gone. Oh, by foot. <laughs> oh, yeah. If those were actually, I do you know what? I'd not actually considered that because actually, I think in the movie they don't do a good enough job of saying that these paint cans are full. They yeah, don't. They don't yeah. handle nearly heavy enough. They just no, they just no, feel no. like swinging empty canisters. But if we're suspending our disbelief for a second and we're assuming that they are full, full ass paint containers, then yeah. yes, they're dead, dead and their heads are no longer attached to their bodies. <laughs> and and it's a one and it's a wonderful in the second movie, as I said, it's, it's a wonderful callback because you have that sequence again. But they both go, no, we're not going to fall for this this time. They have the canisters. The first one goes and they stop it and they go out. The second one goes, they go, oh, and then the third, then a fucking like a big metal bar of yeah. just absolutely creams the two of them. Yeah. It's just horrendous. Um, the next one we have is the tripwire. So the Mar falls on the tripwire and then has a spider dropped on his dropped on his uh on his face, yeah. which was uh always always, always a squeamish moment. Christmas. Always a squeamish yeah. moment, yeah. Uh, and then that's followed up with a crack in the ribs with a crowbar to the chest. Yeah, so self-inflicted. Self-inflicted, to be fair. Yeah, that wasn't a, Kevin. Solid pain level three. And then we have another classic pain level four or five when the two of them are climbing down the zip line. It gets cut and they swing right into the wall. I, do you know what I love about this, about this particular trap? Is the yeah. fact that they think out what they think they want Kevin wants them to do. Yeah. That was a bit of a convoluted sentence, but I think you get. No, I think no, no, I think, you, I think you get it. Is the fact that they stood there at the window and went, "Now hang on, let's not be impulsive here." What what he wants us to do is go back down through the house and get and get shredded up to come and get him. So what I think we should do is follow him out over this all rope, all over the rope. You exactly, couldn't yeah. possibly have a sharp object at the other end in which to cut it. No. Yeah. <laughs> They just replaced this trap as well in Home Alone Three. They do exactly the same one. Really? Again, I've not, I've not seen <laughs> yeah. Home Alone Three. Would you recommend? Oh, it's a, uh, no, it's shit. But actually, yes, I would recommend. It's a, it's it's a, a lot more kid, techno it? themed. It's a different kid, but it's about uh, it's about uh, a, a like a chip, like a, a computer chip that gets stolen. Of course, it is. And so that's why. And but it gets put inside one of the kids. Is it Frankie Muniz? So yeah, no, uh, no, it's, it's not. not. I okay. can't remember the name of the kid. It's something, something else. Um, but there's also a parrot that talks, and there's there's a very famous. It's one of the first inclusions of what we think of drones because there's a remote control car with a camera on it, Brilliant. and he drives. It's very clever, actually. Quite like that one. And then finally, they get snowplowed by uh, the wife murderer. Um, but yeah, amazing. And, and I just want to just touch on somewhere in uh, somewhere in my memory or somewhere in uh, my memory, which is the, the kind of title track. So John Williams score this for the movie and the song. Um, it's used mainly on the soundtrack for the first two for Home Alone movies, Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2. However, he did a couple of different recordings of the song. Um, and then the full song done with vocals, um, which he did for, for Lost in New York. Um, and a little bit in in uh, in Home Alone one, yeah. and a Spanish a version for the music. credits of the oh, second I one see. as well. 
I didn't know that. Absolutely. It's just wonderful. Because you've got and to hit other... every demographic. This is you again, this exactly. is the point. This is the point of why I think that Home Alone 2 was conceived without the best intentions as purely just like a big marketing kind of let's yeah, just do yeah. another one and just yeah. milk the cow. And then yeah. they're like, oh well while we're at it, we'll hit every demographic and put a Spanish language number at the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So well we rumors were that Home Alone three was supposed to be Kevin was to go to space. <laughs> I just made that up. Yeah you did. <laughs> you weren't you weren't convincing anyone of that, mate. Um the other piece of music that I want to talk about a little bit is the is the kind of the I guess the more the Home Alone um it's the kind of the menacing track, the kind of the nightmare before Christmas esque sort of track, which is the yeah. mischievous theme yeah. that we have. I think it's absolutely wonderful yeah, as well, and I love it how that. That's kind of with for the, well, for the burglars, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's their kind of their kind of mo- their theme. Um, but that's really it. I mean, well, and I've, I've got, got a two favorite fun track. Facts. Oh, go for it. I've, then, got, go I've for got a personal favorite track. And it's a little bit nerdy, but it's the making the plane, Ma- making the okay. making the plane. So the power goes out, the alarms are all off, the family sleeps in, and then absolutely wonderful, wonderful kind of carnage scene. And it's it's inspired by Trepak. By Chay- I was by Tchaikovsky. Oh, I'm so happy you're bringing because this because I couldn't think what it was. It's Trepak by Tchaikovsky. Trepak's a character in Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker. Again, this is something that is a constant Christmas inspiration. Is yeah Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker, and I love its use in this scene because it's so busy and jumpy, and I love the fact that in the movie when they're trying to get out the house, the camera's actually sped up. They actually, you, yes. they, you actually see them fast forwarded at double time yeah, yeah, yeah. while this, yeah, yeah, yeah. while this music is happening to really sell it. And I love that inclusion. And I love the homage to Tchaikovsky because famously John Williams has said, you know, he's, he's one of the most humble creators out there. And he always says that all of his, all of his music comes from someone else. And yeah. he's always inspired by it. And you can hear very obvious examples uh, at Mars from the planets at the start of Star Wars being one of the most sure, famous sure. examples. And here, what, uh, a very famous number from The Nutcracker as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, that makes total sense. I, I'm happy you brought that one up because, and I, and I know, yeah, I, I knew it was a, something, it was off something else, and that makes perfect sense. So I've got a fun fact for you and for for Ilhem. So basically, this movie is considered a traditional Christmas movie in Poland. Yeah. Um, It has aired on national television during primetime Christmas season every year since 1990. And in 2011, the movie aired on December 23rd with an audience of over 5 million, making it the most popular show aired during the Christmas season in Poland ever. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get those numbers, but but Ilhem did tell me, actually that yeah. it's such a big big movie for Poland yeah. for Poland at Christmas which is interesting. I wonder if just I wonder if just somebody decided that a decade or so ago and it just mm-hmm. got really really popular. Or maybe it's cuz Gus Polanski is the Polka King. Maybe, maybe possibly something to do with that. <laughs> possibly. They just love that inclusion so much. Absolutely. Um 
Now, I back to Polka because I promised you with the, just before we finish, I promised you a little uh, a, a little theory, a conspiracy theory about this. Yeah. Now there is a legend uh, in that Polka scene that Elvis Presley who died in 1977, remember, mm-hmm. and made a cameo in this movie. Many of those believe that Elvis is still alive, maintained that the heavily bearded man standing in the background of the scene where Mrs. McAllister is shouting at the desk clerk just before she meets John Candy um, is actually Elvis. Ridiculous. They asserted for the years oh. that the man is uh, the correct age range um, and he makes, so about 55, and he makes head movement that Elvis frequently made during concerts oh. and that no recording has ever been found of the particular actor's participation in the movie. The theory was finally debunked, however, in 2018. So it took to 2018 oh my to God. debunk it, When investigative journalists identified the extra as a man called uh, Gary Richard Grot, who passed away from a heart attack in February 2016. Grot's family was able to confirm that it was Grot in the movie and also revealed that he had been working regularly as an extra on several Chris Columbus movies, although Home Alone was not the first one he actually appeared in. So, But if we'd been doing this podcast a couple of years earlier and it hadn't been February 2018, we would have been like, it, I would have been telling you, mate, that's actually Elvis. Tinfoil hats, everyone. My <laughs> God. Anyway, I think that, that rounds out there because this is the easiest two thumbs up since the last easiest two thumbs up I've ever given. 100%. I I concur with that statement. It's a two thumb up from me, which is uh, the 50th that I've given on this series of podcasts. You haven't given them all 50, have Yeah, you? I know. I was making a joke in the fact that we only do <laughs> movies that we like. <laughs> we need, Yeah, we need, we, we've got a couple of movies that I think we... Uh, saved up our sleeves that claim to be brilliant music and movies but actually we <laughs> couldn't disagree yeah, we, more we think they're shite <laughs> we should we should start bringing those two more but i guess it's a bit of a difficult one for your 50th anniversary or your 50th version of the show yeah can't exactly can't exactly bring no 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 that wouldn't be proper wouldn't be proper forward yeah why don't we there's more now, star wars news there is do you want to just kick off with that one? Oh, as now as spoilers if. now spoilers oh, yes. mate, because i don't want to yes, yes. <laughs> you don't want to fall right for your off, own <laughs> right off the bat spoilers 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 you have been warned for the mandalorian for the mandalorian yeah. okay not for life well the spoilers for life we might tell you about your future Absolutely. spoilers so all this week i was looking forward to watching the season finale of The Mandalorian. Yeah. And I'm coming and I'm coming home on the tube. And I'm scrolling through YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mandalorian so, fan. Something page. to watch. Yeah. Something to watch. And then as I'm scrolling, this random video to, to a channel I'm not subscribed to, but you know, is in the lane of other channels that yeah, I the have watched. Says you would love it. Of course. Says has a big, big thumbnail of Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Of young, Return of the Jedi era Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Who, previously, as I said, spoilers, turns up at the end of The Mandalorian. Yep. To kick ass and take names, or whatever the yeah, whatever yeah. it is they say. And 
He's big, taking big, asses big green names. letters. Yeah, big green letters to the side of him saying Luke Skywalker and Mandalorian. Yeah, and then mental. a title that, and then a title it's that says everyone's reaction when Luke Skywalker turned up in the finale of the Mandalorian, and I just think, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. you, whoever you little troll, whoever but made the, the that thing video, is, what thing, are you doing? The thing is with it, and we like obviously we kicked her and we were like, who's the onus on? And we've chatted about this one off air. You know, is 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 it the onus of you, the 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 viewer, to kind of stay clear of these things? Absolutely I think we, 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 we not. We we well, you know, but there's there's an element of like, well, it, it's it's like. In an ideal world, you should be able to go out at night wherever you want. But, you know, sometimes bad things happen at night. In the ideal world, you should be able to do things, but you probably can. And so, you know, in an ideal world, you should be able to go into the internet and not have it spoiled. But we live in a world where, unfortunately, that's the case. No. And then if you, so if the you macro apart, argument that you're making is react to the world as it is and not how you want and not, well, yeah, not as it should be. And that... But, is, but you can't mm. but you can't go solving it right but but what i will say to get on to your point of this which i completely agree with is it's that it, it, it's the it's the frustrating piece that you have your established movie content on youtube and you have the established i guess uh, articles or, or or reviewers and stuff and then you have the sort of smaller ones that are just desperate for the clicks they're Absolutely. desperate for people clicking yeah and that's what has caused this you know it's the competition that's that's focused on this yeah it's, it's nothing else than, than than competition people who you know want to be able to get in front and push there like i i get your frustration mate i yeah. get your frustration it's great and I, i'm prob and i'm almost definitely not the most frustrated about this because yeah. while i while i say you know the the episode at this point when i'm seeing this video Mm -hmm. while i'm scrolling has been out for less than 24 hours you've got to think in america yeah it's been out for way less than that yeah 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 because they don't drop at the same time i think they drop at midnight in your market i think okay. that's how it works in your market in your market in absolutely your market, mate. Up, up your market no exactly which means that in america they've had even less time to watch it and i've seen and there were lots of comments on this on the because i watched the episode loved it mm. by the way yeah and, yeah and then i went back onto this youtube video to look at the comments and there were so many comments of like mate what are you doing like spoiler spoiler alert like just yeah. stop and yeah, people yeah. were livid and people were livid but i also saw lots of counter arguments going like genuinely without any sarcasm or irony at all going what are you complaining about the episode has been out for hours how haven't you watched it by now yeah. and you're like oh i'm sorry fuck yeah. me for having a job and a life yeah 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 Do you know what i mean well that's that's it yeah i mean but it's it's spoiler culture and, and i think it's it's just it, this ground has just not been tread enough you know the, i think the only other one that comparable to this was game of thrones yeah um where you know and i think the but i think the fan base <laughs> forgive me maybe weren't quite as uh, introverted for game of thrones is that fair to say and therefore <laughs> yeah. we're a little bit more respectful because <laughs> we are dealing with the star wars fan base My two of God. us we are we are a part of anyway let, let's talk about the episode yes because, let's. and let, let, let's just do a little recap of the mandalorian season two because I, I i wanted to kind of chat to you a little bit about this let's take a bit of five minutes as a series this in my opinion, was much like Home Alone 2 to Home Alone 1, a perfect uh, continuation. 
building on the themes of the previous, the music was amazing. The music was astonishing. Amazing. The music I mean, has gone. Gorison. The music has gone from strength to strength since the yes. Mandalorian started, and it's getting better. And even in just the last episode, obviously we had the dark troopers. There was even like a kind of drum and bass style inclusion, which it was brilliant, I it was really cool, and I it really, it was really so, nice. See, when we first got introduced to the dark trooper, when they yeah. kidnapped Grogu of yeah, yeah, the yeah. kind of Jedi plinth the, the thing. temple, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I kind of thought they could be cool, but they also could be a bit hokey and a bit yeah, silly. Yeah. You know, we've done droids. It's a, it's a bit prequely, blah, sure, blah, blah, sure. blah, blah. But put in a different setting on an enclosed starship that where there's like 50 of them and you've got yeah. to get to them and deactivate them before they come through and then they're trying to get through the door. They're terrifying. Yeah, They're yeah, so yeah. scary. Yeah, there was no hope. There like, was no hope. genuinely terrifying. I think I think all the inclusion of the characters were wonderful. I mean, obviously we talked about the first episode um, with, with the, the crate dragon, which finally we saw on screen after kind of years being in the comics and the extended universe, um, all the way through to the, you know, just the, the, the inclusion of the Mandalorians when we see, you know, your Bo-Katans, your Ahsoka, the universe that it's worked upon is brilliant. And it's, yeah. it's done it slowly at a slow pace. Yes, it's doing it well. It, yeah. It's doing it well because, because I will very happily be accused of being a little bit hypocritical about certain criticisms that I have about easy fan service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And you could say, well, how don't you have that opinion about Ahsoka being there for two seconds? Or how don't you have that opinion for Luke being there for like two seconds? Or R2-D2 just coming in yeah. for a, a little yeah, yeah, bleep, yeah. Bleep, bleep bloop at the end? Uh, uh, the bleepest of bloopers. The, ble yes. the bloopest of bleepists. Yes, and I see. And uh, my answer to that is, they're doing it well. Th yeah. There's there's function and it makes sense in the yeah. story. Yeah, if, it does. You know, Luke's inclusion at the end of this episode is completely justified by the fact that they set it up two two episodes prior. Yeah. By call it by Grogu calling out through the Force to a very yes. limited number of Jedi, which Ahsoka set up. In, in the previous episode to that so yeah. it's been signposted and i even thought to myself thinking about the time frame when grogu sent out that message i was like right well who could he be calling well obviously luke is out there because you, so yeah. luke entered the head yeah, so this yeah. isn't a, this, so this isn't a case of to bring it back to how not to do this mm. which is a uh, pig nose and what's his face in mm -hmm. in rogue one Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. they're just in the crowd and they say a couple of lines and they mean nothing to the characters and they only mean... Boy, I hope I never lose my arm. I love this arm. Oh, it's the loveliest arm I've ever exactly. had. They, great might dialogue, well have, actually. they might as well have said that. But the point is they didn't mean anything to the characters that the story was about. They only meant something to the audience and the Star yeah. Wars fan base. And that's why that doesn't work. Sure. And that's why Luke does work because yeah. it makes sense in the story. Yeah. Do you, I mean, the... The inclusion of Luke was fantastic. Um, I, when I first watched it, I was a little bit less convinced about the. And I think let's just cut to the elephant in the room. What everyone is talking about is the CGI. Yeah. Now it's still not quite there, is it? It's still not quite there. When he is standing there, and the, 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 when he first comes on, and he opens the hood, he takes the hood off. Sorry, and and he's standing there. I'm like, 
shit, that's amazing. Like, it is amazing yeah. because the shadow and the lighting is perfect. Yeah. But actually, as the scene goes on a little bit, the shadow and lighting isn't that great. And when he talks, when, when he, he talks, talks, it looks it, really bad. The face bad. looks a little bit rubbery. Yeah, the face looks does, a little yeah. bit rubbery. And it is an, it still is an improvement. It was actually performed by Mark Hamill himself. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, yeah. So fantastic. He'll do anything for, for Star Wars. I he love loves how it. Much and he loves I it. love him for that. I yeah, do, me too. I really do love him for that, 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 he would, yeah. that he would do this. I take the fact that it's still not quite perfect as a positive. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Because I think we won't see him again, at least for a very long while. Well, this is and this is the point I wanted to chat to you about. So one of the one of the controversies around this, and I say it's controversy the loosest possible thing. You're never gonna get this right. You're never gonna get this right, okay? But a lot of Especially people Especially not saying, in Star Wars. Not in Star Wars. But a lot of people are saying, why didn't they just cast Sebastian Stan? Now, oh, have you seen the photos? I have seen the photos, yeah. It is ridiculous how like you know how similar they yeah. they can look. And they, they can make him look identical. Of course they look. can. They can make him look I like almost scarily similar yeah. and obviously there's been a little bit of kickback to be like why didn't you just do that but i i would have argued if they'd done it Sebastian stand the other half of the fans would have kicked back and said why didn't you just do a motion capture so you couldn't win yeah but it leads on to the next question which is obviously there is a huge part of the star wars canon that has not been covered which is our uh luke skywalker as a jedi master grand master skywalker. yeah which he, we were seeing him flex those powers yeah because exactly. you know i mean the mandalorian is as, as a character is a fierce fierce warrior and he was he he was up against it against that one dark trooper yeah, yeah where yeah. he only the only reason he survived is because he was covered head to toe in veskar exactly like that yeah. moment where he was pounding his fist into his helmet yeah and yeah, he was yeah. going back against the wall without that helmet he's dead dead instantly and, and it, the the episode did a really good job of setting up the threat of that yep yep for the rest of the characters because the rest of the characters don't have beskar no so they're dead mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and then luke comes in and or even a paint can if a paint can exactly take a leaf out of macaulay culkin's book yeah 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 but Luke comes in in his robe and he just mashes all of them up with yeah. zero effort. And it's, yeah. I mean, obvious, obviously it's a, it's a device, but it's such an effective device to, to introduce a threat level that's so insurmountable to your core cast. Yeah. And then just to have someone who you want to show as in their prime yeah. of powers yeah. just come in and completely wreck them in yeah, the exactly. easiest in the easiest most casual way possible you didn't even mm-hmm. mess up his uh, side sweeping hair no i know i know but but the point i'm making mate is it's only now a matter of time before we get luke skywalker and ben solo the the kind of the prequel series uh, i i think i think it's, it's a only while. a matter of time I, I think i think it's a while before that happened because my reasoning for saying we won't see and it will what, be sebastian stan i think well that's the point it would have to be recast if they were to do it properly because yeah i think by doing it cgi and my reasoning for saying that we're not going to see luke and therefore unfortunately grogu again or mm. at least for a while mm. is because i don't think the cgi face the cgi character i don't think an audience would be able to connect with that 
as a character character to follow. I oh, think exactly. That's what I, I'm saying. I think if we Sebastian can, Stan was there, we can suspend our disbelief in a scene for you know for just that because we did the same with tarkin yeah and we did the same on exactly the same at rogue one you know the end of that and leia you know Mm -hmm. fine Mm -hmm. and tarkin was in it a bit more and i think Mm -hmm. that's why people kind of were a bit meh about about tarkin because we were asked to engage with it as a character even though he was kind of a cgi blob sure sure and the same kind of would go go for luke but i was Mm -hmm. really happy to see him and i think he was great but one of the big talking points, obviously, with the episode is the post-credit sequence. Yeah, go for it, mate. So, Tatooine mm. cuts to Jabba's palace, mm. cut to Jabba's throne room, and there uh-huh. is Fat Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna, Bib, I love the fact Bib that he was Fortuna fat. running the Hut Empire, and immediately yeah. I'm sold. And I, yeah. I, I don't know what I'm sold on. I'm like, why yeah. are we here? What's going on? And then. Uh, what's her face comes in and kills all the guards. I can't remember the character's Fennec. name. Fennec. Fennec yeah. I, I yeah. remember the actress. Um, I think she's Wa- great. I think she's really Minwa good. When and you know she's she's really really great. And then Boba comes in and murders Bib Fortuna. Really, you know, really really great. Perfect. Cementing per- the canon. It cements the canon because Bib Fortuna has been in and out of canon and non-canon fan fiction for. Yeah years i know and i love it how they just kind of went yeah he's dead no he's, he's dead. dead this guy's he's dead. dead he's dead but slight tangent but perfect recreation of that set yeah, it looked good magic it? absolute magic took me right back to return of the jedi and then so they murder everyone and then he sits there menacingly on the throne and boba fett is now a crime kingpin yeah and it's the, the story and it's the story i never knew that i wanted no, and I'm, I'm all for here this. for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm for this. all aboard the hype train. So this is December 2021. It says it's going to be released. Yeah. So um, alongside but, uh, season three of The Mandalorian, which is interesting. Well, is there going to be a season three, or do you think that will be? Because I think there's the argument that actually there might not be a season three, and that the character of the Mandalorian no, season will three, feature in. No, season three is other... confirmed. Oh, is it definitely yeah, yeah. confirmed? Is it interesting? I wonder what that'll be about then. Yeah, season three. Is I mean, it'll obviously be. It'll obviously be as we talked about next week about all the different universes. You know, the Rangers of the New Republic and the Book of Boba Fett and stuff. Exactly. And which is what I was saying. You know, I think last week the the, shale, the shareholders uh, they didn't talk about the book the Book of Boba Fett. Well, I know they kind of Th- this was what, what a... was mad to me that we got so much Star Wars news last week, and mm. then they just and then but then there was something this big that they just decided not to share because yeah. they were going to announce it at the end of the Mandalorian. Mm. Oh, it's just oh, what a time! And I, and I'm getting all the Star Wars feels from this in in this last episode in the Mandalorian. I'm I'm getting all the Star Wars feels that yeah. quite frankly I missed in a lot of the Rise of Skywalker. I I yeah, you know yeah, I'll yeah. still defend the Last Jedi to my dying breath, but Rise of Skywalker is absolute shit. I'm I'm mm-hmm. sorry, it just is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's not great. and I'm getting a lot of Star Wars feels back, like in yeah, a really exactly. big way for Mandalorian, and I'm I'm very excited rabidly excited as a fan to get the next thing and to yeah and and i'm enjoying indulging in that a little bit yeah actually well it's coming it's coming soon mate um other news to bring to moving forward this week now you might have heard the a bit of a rant or a bit of a an outcry from uh, an a-list celebrity um obviously we're talking about the set of the mission impossible film has been it's been filmed in london yep 
Um, and basically what what seems seem to have happened is on the filming, um, a couple of times, some of the crew members have been cuddling around different monitors who have been offset, different crew members cycling in and out of this, the, 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 the production. Um, and I guess just people who were not, and now obviously you can, you can amend to the fact that, you know, having a lot of testing and stuff, but the, 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 I think this was a case of, even if you are testing on a daily basis, you still shouldn't be getting close to people. And of course still not. shouldn't be moving. Um, and, yeah, what what's your thoughts on this? Because obviously, it's it's what's made the news is someone has recorded Tom Cruise going on an absolute rant about this. Yeah. Um, I think very justly. Though. I also think justly. I also yeah. think justly. It's very very easy to take a stance of you know big powerful Hollywood man just um. Shouting just at the absolutely yeah, yeah. laying into the little person that's you know yeah, getting yeah. the coffee or you know whatever basically just flexing flexing his clout yeah exactly but i'm sorry in to make this kind of movie i can't even imagine the logistics that have gone into making a production exactly. like that covid safe and i've seen yeah. i've seen the logistics that's gone into making a west end show covid safe Mm, right mm. and i and i thought that was mental yeah. but imagine a hollywood blockbuster that's a different animal altogether i th- i think i think what i think what cements my opinion of that actually he's in the right more is that he's clearly it's a very passionate speech he's i i think that he's been thinking about this a while because it doesn't sound like you know it sounds like he's acting do you know what i mean like it does sound like he's performing a part of tom cruise <laughs> but of, actually yeah. right but actually right if you think about it if you listen to what he's saying it's coherent it tracks he makes a point he kind of emphasizes the point again and then kind of comes round and and kind of you know it, it mellows down like it is a it's a performance actually what he gives more than anything but he's been thinking about this for a while and you can tell that like he's really passionate because what he's saying makes perfect sense. Oh yeah, hundred you know, percent. It makes perfect sense, and so it's not like he's just having some sort of mental like overload where he's just like dropping it and not really thinking about yeah. what he's saying, but he just wants to put his expressions out. Like this has clearly been on his mind. It's yeah, like, it's clearly, clearly on his mind. Really, but, you know, as a producer of this movie as well, and as somebody who I believe has financed personally financed a large amount of production on this movie. The amount of pressure he must be under. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With all of those roles and financial pressure as well is I can't even imagine it. It's not a world that any of us can even can can comprehend. Like it's just sure. it's just yeah. not. It's not a stress level that any of us will ever be put into in our lives, mm. probably. Mm. And so, you know, cut the guy some slack. The the fact yeah. of the matter is they are trying their best to kickstart back their industry. And, you know, they're being held as the gold standard. And, you know, do you know how many people would shut that down instantly, given half the chance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The same people that, to you know, bring the conversation maybe a bit selfishly back to me for a second, because London has now been put back into tier three. Yeah. uh, yeah. The theatres have shut and I'm now no longer performing in my West End show, which I'm I'm not going to lie, everyone. I'm very upset about. Mm, mm. But... The, but the point is, given given the smallest, smallest excuse, people will shut down that movie because it's surplus to requirements. Sure, yeah, exactly. But it's not surplus to requirements for the people that are employed by the industry. 
And that's exactly. the point. Yeah. And that really, really is the point. And that's the point that Tom Cruise was screaming about. The yeah, fact that this yeah. is important. This is important yeah. to the people that rely on the industry. This isn't just us making a movie for the entertainment of the masses and people don't need a Mission Impossible. You know, Mission, Mission Impossible is not a priority in the, in the, in the wake of COVID. Mm. 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 But you can mitigate that risk, but only yeah. if you're 100% vigilant. Yeah, you've got and to that, be careful. And that, yeah. is, that is his point. You have to be 100% vigilant. And I, I, unfortunately, I agree with them. If there are people on that production that aren't 100% vigilant, they need to be gone because one person destroys it. Yeah. One person mucks up and brings the virus in there. That's it, gone. Mm-hmm. That's just the fact. Fine. Yeah, yeah, mate. Um, just before we, we wrap up, because I just wanted to talk about something else. So uh, wait, I had some other move stuff that I wanted to bring to moving forward, which was the <laughs> I had the Johnny Knoxville Steve-O story, which again, just as a headline <laughs> tracks perfectly, they're filming the new Jackass movie. Both of them have ended up in hospital. Like that's, you need more say, yeah. you know, they, there isn't needing a new movie, but they're getting old. Yeah. And actually that makes sense. That's it. Um, <laughs> one that we didn't talk about last week was FX uh, have, have announced they're doing an alien TV series. Now, obviously this was, this was something that we chat a little bit about the disney investors day um but with uh, basically there's the numerous marvel and pixar projects that were announced but nothing was really given a huge amount about this other than uh, one name which is um uh, noah hockley so he is the showrunner the creator of fargo um but basically alien will be set as the tv series in the not uh, the not too distant future on planet earth and it's heading to the u.s on network fx so basically uh, what he's saying is it's currently in development the tv series is based off the classic film series um and noah's involvement is basically he noah holly will be the helm of this tv reboot based on the, the 79 film with director uh ridley scott as an, an advanced negotiations to join the project and as executive producer um so while not much is known about the series so far uh, as I said, it will be set on Earth, uh, blending both the timeless horror of the first film with the non-stop action of the second. And it's going to be scary thrill ride that will blow people back into their seats. I'm all in. I of course love you are. the Alien series. I love Noah Hockley. I can't wait for this. And I'm looking forward for more of this to come out. Hopefully a trailer will come out pretty soon, I would say in the next couple of months. Yeah. But I'm really excited for this one, mate. No, that's good. That's good. I've not... I, I'm not as well versed in the alien alien averse yeah, yeah. Uh, as you. I've seen the first Alien movie. I think it's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Not seen Aliens. Aliens is fantastic. Absolutely I've heard fantastic. it's fantastic. I have seen Alien three yeah. multiple multiple times, which is interesting. Yeah. And I've seen Alien versus Predator once. Yeah, it's good. And I've seen and Prometheus. Prometheus and and obviously in Covenant. And they've. I've not the, seen Covenant. I mean, no, it's no. all right actually. And the um, and the, the one of the greatest games ever made, Alien Isolation, which oh, I've still not played. God. I know Mate, you've told me to play it so many times. The greatest games ever made. I stand by that. Okay. Anyway, what do they have to do next, mate? They've got to get themselves onto the Apple Podcast app. Give us a listen. Give yeah. us a rating. A bit aggressive, all right? Can yeah. Coming out with a paint can. Absolutely. You? Give us a listen. Give us yeah. a rating, preferably five stars, if you wouldn't yeah. mind. You can also give us a review. Or you can write to us and tell us what your favorite movie or movie soundtrack is. You can mm. find us on Spotify and lots of other places where you like to listen to your podcasts. 
If you want to get in touch directly via email, we mm. have an address for that, don't we? We do. Motionspod at gmail.com. We've had some lovely emails coming in and some lovely reviews. I've got one from Craig Sewell. Craig Sewell. He says, a lovely show. Really enjoy the fun facts and really enjoy the music and movie angle. Keep going, guys. So I think oh, that's really fabulous. nice. So some Thank nice, you. some nice... Thank, thanks very much for that, Craig. So next week, uh, we're not going to be here in person, but you will be our voices, of course. We will be creating the first of Going Through the Motions Best Bits for 2020. So uh, stand by for that. There'll be some laughs. There'll be some tears. There'll be a lot of frustration. There'll be a lot of music. There'll be a lot of shit. But yep. genuinely, there'll be, there'll be a lot of all of those sort of things tied together. Um, also... Um, we will be looking to come back to you in the new year. We're probably going to take a week off as well after that. Yeah. Um, you know, and they'll be there. And we're going to be hitting the ground running with the next movie that I have decided we're going to do. I think our first 2021 movie. Ooh. Now, I've not even talked to you about this, Alex, but I decided this is what we're going to be doing. So join us for the first episode of Going Through the Motions 2021 when we will be reviewing disney pixar's newest release soul oh beautiful good job thunderous applause thunderous applause <laughs> happy love like it happy like that so that will be it kicking off the new year with a brand new film anyway thank you very very much for listening we have thoroughly enjoyed um you guys tuning in to listen to us each week you know th this this show um i guess not to get too mushy about this um this this year's been pretty shit um we've not had a good year uh it, it it's been it's been crap for everyone it's been crap for the the music industry it's been crap for the entertainment industry um but for a lot and i, I guess speaking for both of us here th this has very much kept us sane it's been um, a wonderful passion it's, project it's, it's been it's been the, the we could not be more happy that people listen in that enjoy that engage with the show that give us their thoughts and their feedbacks um and it's and it's made to grumpy old well not old sort of 20 odd squat scots very very happy it's brought us a lot of brought us a lot of joy absolutely long so, may it continue long may it continue so thank you very very much and i deeply mean that for listening uh and we will see you in the new year until then bye now all right guys ta-ta